Welcome to another episode of ADD Storytelling, a podcast in which we explore the myths and legends of our time, the past, and the future in no particular order and sometimes with less than perfect focus. As always, I am Tucker and I'm joined by our diaphanous host and my wife, Maddie. How's it going today, Maddie? Yeah? Going good. I'm not, good. I'm not at all tired. Nah, it's not been a long, arduous week with much hiking and celebration and... Yep. Yeah, just personal life. Personal life. Not I have disc- life. Not discussing it here. Yeah. Oh, all right. We're so, we're so profesh. <laughs> if there's, yeah, that's what all the <laughs> the new the thousands of iTunes reviews we've gotten so far have said. Pretty, if you just can tr- control F on that page and search professional, that's the top top result you get. Oh, actually, that's- we still need all reviews and ratings. And comments, so please do that if you're listening and you want to. That would be great. <laughs> you don't need to, though. I mean, we we know we're fine. We know we're professional, and we know we're concise, Tell articulate, loud, well recorded, and we always nail pronunciation. Speaking of which, what is today's subject, Maddie? Today's subject is um, Mayan mythology, mm-hmm. especially like the story of the hero twins in. The Popol Vuh, which is like the basically like the Mayan codex of like deities and creation and death and that stuff. Interesting. So, is that a surviving one of the few surviving texts from Mayan culture? It's not even like a text like that we uncovered from Mayan culture. It was like stuff that was inscribed in tablets that they found in ruins and also things that were described like transcribed by like Spanish monks if they were convinced to allow like if basically if indigenous people were coerced into telling the myths of like their culture and such, which was kind of a hard sell considering the Spanish would collect everything and constantly burn it because they were colonizers and horrible. Yeah, aren't so, there only a few remaining so, what we're going to talk about, we're basically going to do, I have read, so, for the Popol Vuh, it's like, since it's been transcribed and then retranslated, like, the original language that it was in is, like, Proto-Mayan, and... Proto-Mayan is in that, is that, like, Old English, but for the Mayan language? Yeah. Okay. So like the An first form real dialect kind of thing. And mostly in Quiche, which is like nothing like English. I wouldn't imagine it to be. Or Spanish in any way. Makes so sense. yeah. So it's translated by like a few scholars. And then what I read, I read three different versions. and Of the Popol Vuh? Of the Popol Vuh and like different summaries and different sources and like one that was like a poetry rendition and the best one that i found how um, much did they differ? they differed by a good amount really? this this one which i'm not even going to name because i'm not i don't recommend it it's it was the worst one i found and the worst one they literally just added in a line about the american indian is very proud and whatever and i was like 
this is randomly put in here. They just decided to throw this random thing with a colonizer term in it. It's like a third act twist in something where you realize, oh, this movie sucks. I was like, what is happening? Because it's right in the now. middle of a creation myth. And then they're like, by the way. And I, I'm like, why is this the same? Anyway. So it was just purely conjecture. Yeah. Okay. And it had cool. nothing to do with whatever the myth was. Great so source. that one is what I'm not using. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I like the best is the Popol Vuh, a retelling. And that's what we're going to be kind of reading from. And it, that one is retold by Elan Stevens, Gab- Gabriela Larios, and Omero Aridjiz. I don't know. A-R-I-D-J-I-S. Never seen that name before. It looks cool. And theirs cool, yeah. has a really cool cover. And see, yeah, that looks like uh, if Hieronymus Bosch did hieroglyphics. That's fun. Yeah, those people. This is the that's the main one that we're going to be using for the hero twins and that kind of stuff. And then the other things that we're using, which I had to print it out on a real paper. Maddie has stacks of printed documents here because I had a week where I needed to be not with paper. Yeah, I don't know. What? Oh, you took these things out into the woods with you? Yeah. <laughs> I took these camping with children. So they're so, weathered. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're weathered. weathered and worn by times in the, time in the woods? Yes. Is Maya a living language from Naatik website? The last one is, um, and then also from Wiki Commons, like a language tree of different Maya languages. That's cool. Yeah, Maddie's got an infographic. Oh, and I'm also using the Wikipedia pronunciation guide for Mayan words, and I'm still probably going to get it wrong because it's really difficult. She's getting serious. She's taking <laughs> off her jacket here. She's shuffling her papers around. Yeah, so those it's are hardcore all... hardcore research. She took you... This is your dedication to the craft. You took your research with you backpacking while working. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I read it on my breaks when I wasn't directly supervising children so that they don't, like, you know, die Yeah, out in the woods doing whatever, mm-hmm. camping. You know, they were at a national park. So dangerous. <laughs> I, I don't mean. know. They were in a really nice campground <laughs> with the playground. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, anyway, here's the thing. Like, the, the topic? The topic. Okay. We're starting. <laughs> so the first, the first thing we're going to do is basically summarize the myth of the hero twins the two the hero twins that conquered death um in maya mythology this is down in shibalba the land of the dead and such and also up on earth and it's kind of like the before the creation fully of man like they did a they did an attempt with like wooden mannequin figurines but then they were they were didn't have consciousness essentially so they just like messed them up who is they? The gods? The framer and the shaper. The people oh. who made, you know, life, universe, and everything. That okay. kind of thing in Maya mythology. And then they made all the things that go into the world before men. And they were like, we need somebody to worship us, essentially. Mm-hmm. We need somebody to say our names because naming things is of great significance. Yeah. They tried to create man and it didn't work out. No, it so, still hasn't. And then there's like a time period where the hero twins happened because there were like four first men. And then their wives, and then there were like one set of twins, and then the hero twins are the second pair of twins. This feels a lot like me playing The Sims when I'm twelve. Yeah, like there's no rhyme or reason to it, and I'm just kind of 
doing shit. And then, like, men, like us, are, like, after the Hero Twins. Does that mean men? We're not people. Well, because they kept saying creation of man, you yeah, know. that's stupid, though. And they did the men first, and then the wives. People. No, no queers in, in the creation myth, oh, Jesus unfortunately. Christ. You don't know that. Do they explicitly say that? Well, they explicitly said men and their companion wives. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, I guess I did explicitly say that. I'm not saying that there aren't myths that exist, because I'm sure that there are, because there are indigenous queer identities, but not in this thing that I read today, this week. (laughs) The book we're talking about with the Hero Twins is book number two. In the Popol Vuh, so that yeah, for like four parts, right? Four to five. This oh, one, this oh, right. retelling has four, but the one I read earlier has five. Um, How many did the the shitty one with the the American Indian reference have? It was just like a shitty Wikipedia. <laughs> it was like the worst book ever. It wasn't even broken into parts. It was just kind of like a brief synopsis. They just had like a big header, and then like. A tiny paragraph of the story. So like the BuzzFeed bubble vu. Yeah. Cool. So in this one, the first book is the book of creation. So like basically like all of the things in the universe, like the framework. Yeah. If you will. And like all the things that man would do, like and all the animals they would eat and all the creatures and all the people of Shibaba and all that stuff is all made in the creation book, which is book one. We were only discussing Shibalba and things the Hero Twins. Would, things man would do and the things they would eat. So, like, drum circles and, like, spam. Uh, well, like, like the game that they would play. Oh, yeah. And sweet. then... Their Space Jam. The farming and the plants and the animals and the whatever. And the things Talking that they rats, should say for rituals, that kind of yeah. stuff. Okay. Um, and then book two is what we're dealing with with the Hero Twins, which is what we're talking about this whole time is the story of the hero twins. That's where my confusion comes in there. Cause are the hero twins not human? I mean, they're magical. I understand that, but are they, they're, they're before man, they're divine. Okay. In some way. Okay. They're, so, they're like hero gods. Demigod kind of. Yeah. They're like her. Did you say demigod? Yeah. Okay. So like a, a link, a link to the past, if you will. A Zelda. Yeah. And then the book after this one is the creation of man. So we're only talking about the Hero Twins and creation of Shibalba right now. Okay, okay. Okay. Anyway, so basically the Hero Twins, they go down and they are challenging the Lords of Death. And the reason they do this is what I'm going to set up now. So essentially... I just have to say that's an incredibly badass way to start a story. The Hero Twins go down into the underworld to challenge the gods of death? Yeah. I'll play this video game. That's why they're called the Hero Twins. So they, before, what were they known as? They have names. Like the Hemsworths. <laughs> How were the Hero Twins? You Let's answer your question. How did the Hero Twins come to be? Maddie, I'll tell you. How did they come to be? <laughs> I'll tell you. And also, so, what are, they, are they hunky? Probably, but it doesn't really say. Oh. Okay. Paint a picture of these himbos for me. They were like spiritual creatures. Around before. Okay. And they had two sons. And those two sons. Wait, the spiritual creatures had the sons? Yeah. Noted. There were two twins that were born. Two brothers that were born. 
and they loved playing that rubber ball game that yeah. was popular in you know ancient times and i don't know how you play but essentially it's they say it's a game with a rubber ball and they have bracers and it's like a th- and and like paddles and they hit the ball around and it's like a big deal so they're really good at it so the lords of shibaba which is like the death area they got pissed off because they Bakersfield. you know it's underneath earth right so these i didn't know i mean you did say underworld earlier but yeah so it's literally under the world and then these two are playing ball so well that they're making a big racket on the roof of shibaba and the lords are like this is really annoying. We should invite them down here and basically destroy them because that's fun for us. We like to kill people in the land of death. So Shibaba are essentially the annoyed uh, apartment owners underneath you that smack your roof with their uh, broomstick. Yeah, except they're the land of the dead. Yeah, and they're and suffering all things that cause death. Rip you asunder. A lot cle- of cleave you and twain. And like four hundred dead boys that were there for some other reason. If you got four hundred dead boys and you can still hear a couple twins up top playing ball. They're real loud. They must have been fucking slamming that ball. Also, didn't you just say they were the first boys? The first hunks? Well, they weren't real boys. So who is uh, the underworld populated with? Who are these 400 screaming boys you just referred to? They're the creatures of Shibaba. Ah, the creatures I won't ask you about. The underworld creatures. They're all things that like have to do with death and making death. And they were like an, an army of some sort, the 400 undead boys or something. So and- they were just like an army of the, unde- or the, army of the underworld in waiting? Because they didn't have a population yet to torment. That's right. Cool. And then the 400 boys later become the stars when the sun and the moon rise. So Sorry, we're running with this term, but what is the 400 boys? I just said. They're the the underworld, but we're calling them the 400 boys. Just to to make sure we've got this in Canada. They're not relevant. You're making them more relevant. I'm just going to continue on. They're relevant to me. Okay. So they become the stars later. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Lots of myths here. It's a big thing. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine. So, these two people, Kunakpu and Wukub Kunakpu, are the two brothers. They get four... Those are the two names? That's right. Okay. They get four owl messengers from the Lords of Shibaba to come down and play ball with the Lords of Shibaba, and, like, basically, it's, like, this great honor, and they can't really refuse because they're that powerful. So... Their parents are like, do you really have to go? And their grandma is really bummed out about it. And they're like, we have to go. We won't die. Don't. It's no big deal. So they left with the owls and they descend the ladder that leads to the labyrinth that goes to Shibaba. And You're saying owls, right? Four owls. Four owls that are the traditional messengers of the lords of Shibaba. Wow, you- Central America's chock-a-block full of owls. I had no idea. Okay. So they go down there. And then, because they're just dumb, mm-hmm. or the lords of Shibalba are really tricky, whatever way, or both. Dumb or tricky. Basically, they get, they set up a bunch of wooden mannequins for the lords of Shibalba, and, like, their first test is to name the lords of Shibalba in order, and they fail that really spectacularly, and then they sit on a hot, a heated iron that's like a heated oven bed thing. To make sure that they're not changelings, yeah. And they're like, this is a bench. And they're like, okay. And they sit on it and they get burned. And then... Wait, for... Uh, just get, The Lord, the death creatures are just messing with them because they really like to inflict pain and torture and death. 
And so that's what they're doing. And they're already mad at these people because they've been stomping on their roof. Damn, humans be humans across the board. So <laughs> That <they> sucks. <laughs> so essentially, there's like one test where they go into the house. They have like all these houses of terrors, essentially, that they put their people through. So, um, and I'll go into them with the hero twins, but because they only get into the first one, please, because which that is, is enticing, the house of darkness, and it's just a dark hut, and they give them two cigars and a torch, and they're like, "Hey, here you go," and the the servant lights it for them, and they're like, "Okay, in the morning, give this back to us unconsumed," and they're like, "Okay," but then of course they burn out because they already lit them on fire, and so they fail that test, and then they basically get cut up to pieces, and the head of one of them. You, I feel like there's a lot of yada 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 going on there. They no, get it's cut up. Yeah, it's only what? one page. They get cut up by the no, citizens. The of, citizens of the underworld. Yeah. Okay. The head of Kun Kunachpu was cut off. The rest of his body was buried with his younger brother Wunuk Junakpu. Take the head and place it in a tall tree planted on the road. Kun Kame and Kuku Kame ordered. So those are the two lords of the underworld yeah. of Shibalba. That tree has never borne fruit until Kun Kunapun's head was hung in it. It is the tree known today as the calabash, a type of squash. Yeah. It's apparent to anyone who enters Shibalba, the head never appeared again after it became the fruit. This is why in Kiche cemeteries, the rows of graves bear trees, making them look like groves. The lords of Shibalba ordered, let no one cut the fruit, nor should anyone be under the tree from now on. It shall be a monument to our victory. That's Fucking wildly brutal. So this is just the prequel to the Hero Twins. This is the reason they go down there. And here's the story of how the Hero Twins came to be, which is also mythical. So. This is some, like, Nordic-level metal creation myth. Oh, it's so cool. It's fucking brutal. It's really brutal. And also, like, the main, you know, like, the most significant way... Other than naming, like ritually naming things, mm-hmm. is you blood sacrifice. Someone, yeah, you give someone your name, you give them your power. But there's, all, I mean, not only is it just as brutal, if not more so, than Nordic shit, there's also a lot of parallel here. With the owls being the messengers, like Odin's ravens being the messengers, the tree that you're hanging things on. I think that Nordic stuff gets too much vibe, so I don't care. Oh, that's fine. We'll eventually cover it probably in another thing. Okay, and I, I can do it tuckered out if you don't think it's... I don't think it's interesting. But you can do it if you think so. That's cool. That's fine. Okay. This is the story of Princess Ishkik, who, upon hearing the story of the calabash tree, the one with head in it, reached it and wanted to touch it. So. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Will I really? So she's like, will I really die if I touch the fruit? Really? It's probably no big deal. Why would that question run through your head? Surely it must be delicious. If I see a strawberry, the last thing on my mind is if I touch that berry, am I going to die? Any reason why she thought she might die? Oh, because there was a Because they said don't touch it in the end of the previous story if you were paying attention. Well, I was paying attention, but I still, when someone tells me not to do something, I don't assume that if I do it, I'll die. Well, they're lords of death, so if you disobey them, you're going to die. That's fair. That's what they do. She's like, it's so beautiful, it's covered with fruit. (laughs) And blood. And the tree is like, hey. How lovely. Do you really want one? If you do, extend your right hand. She's like, all right. The and tree she, says this? Yeah. Kick ass. And then she does. And then the calavera, which is like the head-turned-fruit, spit into her hand with saliva. And it's like, it's my saliva. My <clears throat> spit has given you offspring. Go back up to the earth. 
his off- offspring, the head of this guy. Okay. He impregnated her with spit on her palm. Go back up to Earth. You shall not die, trust me. The head is beautiful while alive, but after death, people become frightened of it. Beauty vanishes and only bones remain. The princess returned home pregnant. Yep. This is how... That was a great story, too, that she, uh, she used when she got home. Yeah. How'd you get pregnant? For head fruit spit on me. Yes. This is how... It's essentially like Immaculate Conception, because she she's seen I the mean... face of no man, right? And then she comes home impregnated by a divine purpose. Immaculate Conception is stupid in and of itself, but at least it's just like, God gave me a baby. And this yeah. one, it's like, ah, God, tree talked to me, spit on me. And it was also a, <laughs> a was, delightful tree that I was told, told by the God, uh, lords of hell not to touch. Now I got a baby. Chupapa, yes. There just, there's too many details. It's like when someone tells you, like, if you're going to lie, don't make, it a too, don't make it too detailed. You know what I mean? You heard it, that. It, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she returned home pregnant. This is how Kunapu and Shibalanke, the hero twins, were conceived. After six months, her condition was seen by her father. I mean, it took him a long time to notice. Her father was Kuku Makik. My daughter is with child. She's been dishonored. The lords of Shibaba and her father gather together to reflect on the situation because they're all residents of the underworld, right? Mm. So this guy's like... My daughter's been dishonored, you know, whatever. And then the daughter's <coughs> like, I've seen the face of no man, blah, 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 immaculate conception. And then he was like, the lords of Shibalba, obviously being the lords of death, are like, well, just torture her until she talks and then cut out her heart and yeah. like, give it to us. Yeah, just because that'd be cool. We like blood and stuff. Expedite it. Yeah. Ishkik was like, told the owls. Please don't kill me, the messenger owls. Like, I promise I have, like, really important babies in this thing. Like, just let, just, like, just let me go. And the owls are like, well, then how are we going to trick the lords of Shibalba? Because we don't really want to kill you because you're really nice. And she's like, just take the sap from this chikte tree. So they take the sap and they put it in a bowl and it looks kind of like blood and nasty stuff. And then... The lords of Shibalba are like, of course you killed her, so here's the heart, and then they put it on fire, and then she escapes. I can't possibly tell you how confused I am right now, but keep going. And they burned it in the fire. The yeah, heart. okay. The fake heart. I saw that one coming. Yeah. And the owls carried her to safety, and she's fine. So they carry her to safety, <laughs> and she goes to where the first twins are from, and she's like, tells the grandma, hey, I'm having your son's. Your grandsons. And the grandmother... Is the owl that's saying this? No. The princess. The princess... The princess is, that was spat on. Yeah. Yeah. Went to the grandmother of the previous the previous twins that went to Shibalba just to get murdered. Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm carrying your grandsons. Your son spit on me, etc. And she's like, no way. And then she <laughs> proves it through finding corn where corn could not be grown. And then the grandma's like, okay, you're my twins. Okay, and these twins are born. That is a quote from the creation myth, actually. It does say, she said, no way. <laughs> Stop. Lol, what? So basically, the grandmother accepts that it was her twins, like, mm-hmm. that they are related to her. But then they're born, and they're, like, super loud, and they never stop crying. So they're like, these can't be our kids. Let's just throw them out into the wilderness. And then these... Jesus Christ. I know. And then these I mean... two are raised from, just in the woods, and they're... The, the way they survive is by 
blowgunning everything to death and eating it. So they have little blowguns. Okay, no, 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 no. That does need to be a verb now. Blowgunning blow things to death? Yeah. They Fuck have little yeah. blowguns and they kill birds and stuff, and that's how they live. They they raise themselves in the wild, and then they later go back. Still, that's a pretty impressive technological feat to realize that you can blow projectiles through hollowed wood. Yeah. Or like a cylinder, so... They, I feel like we've skipped a few steps in their uh, their upbringing, but, you know, roll with it. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead because I want to get to the point where yeah, they yeah, go yeah, down yeah. to the underworld. So I'm just summarizing this yeah. and going quicker. It's the montage like in Tarzan. Yeah, this is the montage. Tarzan, the classic montage example. I don't know. It just came to mind for me. After the hero twins come back and say, hey, and we're related to you, like... You should take care of us, et cetera. And they're like, fine. <laughs> the family is like, okay, well then go get us stuff. And they work them really hard. They're always like hunting for them and doing that, but then they don't share anything with them. So then the hero twins kill all the relatives that were really mean to them, Jesus except for the grandmother Christ. and the mom. And then basically they turn them into monkeys and they banish them into the mountains. Those are two different things. Killing everyone in your family and turning them into monkeys are two different things. Yeah, sorry. They turn them into monkeys. And it's like <laughs> a thing. Here we come to the point where they're doing hero twin things. We know they're divine children. Yeah, they, can, they haven't really been hero twins up until this point. No, they're just they're just chilling. Just kind of blow blow gunning mon- monkey turning bastards. Yeah, right now they're just really divine children. Kunakfu and <laughs> Absolutely. These kids are divine. Basically they can enchant farm tools to do what they want to like they can plow fields, whatever, without doing anything, and they can just mess around and hunt and do whatever they do, and magic does their work for them. This is my lovely child. It's the most divine little pumpkin you'll ever meet, he and his brother. They like to shoot various chickens with their blow, do- blow darts. They like to plow. They, they, they enchanted my John Deere. They turned my husband into a monkey, but they're just they're splendid little twins. You'll love them. The one thing the hero twins don't know about their legacy is that their father was that legendary ball player, right? So they don't know anything about this game. And then a rat tells them, hey, <laughs> your grandmother's been hiding this from you. Your father's ball gear is up in the rafters. I can get it down for you if you feed me and do this thing. <laughs> There's two interpretations of that. If I hear that my grandfather's ball gear is up in the attic, uh, I'm I'm finding one of two things. So the rubber ball and the bracers and such like that, and the and the mallets or the the, Just reinforcing. the like the bats, um, that they the paddles, the rubber balls, yeah, yeah, those things. So they're up in the rafters. Sweet so grandpa's treasure. The raft, the rat helps them take it all down, and then they find out about this game and they go to the they dust their father's ball court down and then they start playing and then the lords of shibalba were like hey i thought we already killed those guys <laughs> why are care of this noise yeah why is there more noise let's invite them down and kill these ones because obviously they're what annoying we do. yeah we just hate sports yes so then they get invited to go down to the underworld through the owls again and then the grandmother's like, no, don't go. They send the same owls? They, yeah, Doesn't we're messenger owls. Okay. So they get the messenger from the four, they get the message from the lords of Shibalba from the four messenger owls. And the hero twins are like, 
I'm okay. back. You killed my ball playing father, and now I've learned the sport. Yeah. I'm back to reclaim my title. Literally, exactly. Exactly and then like Space Jam. The grandma was like, don't go. Like, they killed. They killed your pap pap. Yeah. Don't go. They killed You'll my never ball sons. as hard as pap pap. The hero twins are like, don't worry about us. We know all their tricks. Like, we're going to win. I've trained my whole life for this moment. They planted a maze, a piece, like, you know, corn. Corn, yeah. Um, into the ground of the hut, and they're like, hey, if this withers, you know that we're dead, but if it continues to grow, then you know that we're alive, because you know they have magic. Yeah. So, and, like, before you could text someone to say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You would check the corn they planted in your house to see if it was dead or not. If you're magic, that's how it works. Yeah. So, they're going down to the Lord, the underworld place, Shibaba. Yeah. They're down there. Down there for the ultimate ball game. Right. Damn, this is Space Jam. So they go down there. There's the four roads is the first test. The four roads are white, black, yellow, and red, which are the four colors, which is kind of symbolizing the four directions of the universe in Mayan mythology. Aren't those also the same four colors that hold like significance in the indigenous tribes of North America? I'm not sure. That compass? I'm not sure at all about what you're talking about, but they are significant in Mayan mythology. Okay. So that's what we're talking about now. Indeed. The roads can talk, and they're really tricky, and they definitely trick the first people, but they didn't trick the hero twins, because they're, you know, very heroic. So the protagonists. Yeah. Protagonists don't get, don't get tricked. In order to get past them, they sent a mosquito called um, Shan ahead to fly for them and suck the blood out of all of the people that you meet. So they go down the right road, and then... This mosquito goes ahead to the Lords of the Underworld, which is the, the second test, which they have to name the rank and order of the Lords of the Shibaba in order to pass the first test and do the okay. the ball game thing. Okay. So. Oh, so this is still like preliminary to the big game. Yeah. So they have to pass all these tests in order to play the ball game. And their dads did not get past the second test. Isn't the whole point? To lure them down into the underworld to kill them? Yeah. So why make them go through tests and trials? That's how they kill them. It's why a not game. just kill them? It's a game. Oh, because they're tricksters. They, they like, like blood. They like the ritual. They like the game. They're process killers. So you have to go through the tests of Shipalba, whatever. Yeah, the lords in the underworld are enjoying just the whole ritual, the whole ordeal, as much as the process of killing them. Exactly. So the way that they do this, they have this mosquito go ahead and draw the blood of everyone that they meet. So all of the lords of Shibaba. And every time a lord gets bit, he's like, ow. And then the person next to them is like, hey, what's up, person's name? And they basically go down the row. They're sitting in order of rank. So then the hero twins hear all of their names spoken out loud in order because this mosquito bit them all. And it goes in the myth like, ay. What hey, happened? Could what you, happened, Dave? Ugh, could you what, happened, what stung you? Yeah, and then it just goes all the way through, and he says all the names of the. They say all the names of the lords of the Shibaba. That's maddening. How many are there? It's quite a One, few. One, two, three. There's like ten. enough to make that a really annoying. Yeah, it's long. It's mythology. They said all of their names. They did it right, and then 
they come up to the panel of lords that are the wooden puppets. And the hero twins are like, those are just wooden puppets. But of course, there was magic cast on them before that fooled the other ones, but it didn't fool them. I just gotta say, even with this fun mosquito trick, I would still fail this test. Yeah. I met so many people last night at the wedding that like would tell me their name. And 30 seconds later, like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I just don't remember names. So even if I sent a magical mosquito ahead and it bit 19 Lords of the Underworld, I'd probably get three of those right. Did the thing. They called out that they're wooden puppets. And then they're like, okay. The Lords of Shibaba are like, okay, you've said our names. Please sit down on this bench. And that was the bench that the fathers was the heated was stone slab. father's bench? Yeah. This heated stone slab that's supposed to burn them. And they're like, that's not a bench. We're not going to sit on it. And they're like, okay, well then go into that house. Come on, just just sit on it. And then that house is the house of darkness. So that's the first house test, right? Are there multiple house tests? There are multiple house tests. Okay. And I'll just go through them as they happen, because the hero twins conquer them, essentially. So the house of darkness, it's very dark inside. Surprising. Like their fathers, they gave them two torches. Like, two cigars and a torch, and they're like, give this back to us, unconsumed. Light them up, but don't let them burn. The twins didn't do that. They put a red macaw tail feather at the tip of the torch, making it look as if the tip was in flames. And they placed clusters of fireflies at the end of each cigar to bring about the same effect. Meanwhile, the lords were confident that the second set of twins would perform exactly as the first had. But in the morning, the messengers reported that neither object had been consumed. And then the lords are like, how is this possible? Who created them? What are these people? Is this the damn snitch owls that mes- uh, reported this again? They're messenger owls. They're not snitches. They saved the princess. The twins kept their secret. Okay. So the secret is, is that they're the... That they fooled them into thinking... The spit that, yeah. child of the father that's been murdered, etc. Because they survived the first night, then they get to play a round of ball. And the ball in Shibalba, the one that the Lords of Death use, is just basically a skull with a bunch of spiky bones pushed out of it, designed to torture and inflict pain for the players. And fucking rip roaring. And I want this movie to be called, named Shibalba. And it's just like a sports mythology movie. So. Nothing? Nothing on that one? That's great. It's a million-dollar idea, yes. Okay. No, it's not. You look so disappointed in me. I'm not. Okay, Shibalba. This ball that's very spiky and made of bones is magic to look like a real ball, but the hero twins can see through the magic, so they're like, why don't we use our rubber ball? And the lords are like, this is a rubber ball. And they're like, no, it isn't. That's That's Pinhead's head. They're like, did you... They're like... I mean, did you just bring us down here to torture us and inflict pain? Like, we're not going to... You got me. You got Yeah, that was the whole point. The twins are like, we can just leave. Like, we don't have to stay here. Can they just leave? Is there a front door they can walk back out of? I mean, yeah, but it's perilous. They can. (laughs) (laughs) So... And then they're like, no, 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 don't leave. Like, we'll just keep playing. We can use your ball. And they're like, okay. And then... The first one, the first game, the first game, the hero twins win. And the lords are super butthurt about it. They're like, well, okay, we're going to play again tomorrow. And then the, the kids are like, fine, whatever. 
they make them go into the arena too. Well, they're like, okay, you're going into the next house. And also you need to get us a gift before you come tomorrow because we lost and just do it. And the hero twins are like, okay, what's the gift? And they're like, we want four bowls filled with flower petals of all the four sacred colors. Black, white, yellow, red. Yes. And then they, the Lords of Shibaba order all their little minions, like, don't let them cut any flowers. Mm, no flower cutting for these boys. Don't let them do it. Let Make them fail the test. So then the hero twins ask a bunch of ants. They're like, hey, like, we'll let you eat animal flesh if you collect these flower power petals for us. That's what ants desire most in the world. And the ants are like, cool, sounds good. So oh, they, Yeah, we'll do anything for animal <laughs> flesh. We're ants. So they collect it underneath the eyes of the guards because they're just too tiny for them to notice. So they steal enough flower petals to fill the bowls. And then they pass that test. And then overnight, the hero twins go into the next house, which is the House of Cold. Guess what happens in the House of Cold? They get kind of chilly. They it's, need sweaters. It's very icy and breezy and cold. Yeah. Um, it's I- Did you say icy? Yeah, it's icy cold. Interesting. The house is full of hail. It is a mansion of cold. Um, but since the hero twins, Kunakpu and Shibalalanke, there we go, started fires with old wood, they were healthy by sunrise. Fire with old wood? That's right. Why, why does that mean? Old wood burns better? I don't know the answer why. It just I mean, says old. That's, there's only one line. The thing is, like, it'll The burn, line was what burn. I just read. There's no explanation. Okay, yeah. Because I get that <laughs> old, old wood will burn more easily than, like, say, green wood, but it's not going to burn hotter. So that must just, that must be it. The lords of Shibalba are pissed, and they're like, well, then throw them in the house of jaguars. And they tell the jaguars. That house sounds rip-roaring. It's just a bunch of angry jaguars it's just prowling around. It's just a house full around. of fucking cats. Yeah, and they just. Murder cats. Eat whoever goes in there because they're pissed off that they're trapped in there. They're pissed off being jaguars. Yeah. That's just what jaguars do. And then they tell the jaguars, like, eat them. The hero twins are like, if you don't eat us up, we will give you what you're starving for, the twins said. And they threw bones at them. The jaguars chewed on the bones and let them go by unharmed. And then the lords were continuing to be upset. They're like, what kind of people are they? Why? Where are they from? Like, how can they keep surviving our house of horrors test? And then <laughs> the hero twins are like, then put into the house of fire. Which, of course, is filled with embers, wood, and flames, but they did not burn. Surprising. Instead, they stoked the fire with kindling. They were healthy at sunrise again. Desperate. The Lords so there's of... sunrises and sunsets in the underworld? Well, it's not sun like we have sun. It's like a pale light. It's like a ghost light. Okay. I'll just accept that and move on. Okay. <laughs> it's like a weird, creepy sun. Don't worry about it. <laughs> creepy sunlight it's a spooky sun uh yeah and then desperate the lords of shibalba place them in the house of bats which is <laughs> this just sounds like kamatsot's the vampire's place beasts with snouts like blades that are used as deadly weapons the twins thought they could un- maneuver the bats by sleeping inside their blowguns they were not bitten by the bats this sounds like if like rob zombie created a cinematic universe yes so all night the bat's wings fluttered, and then one of the twins asked, Will dawn arrive? Kunakpu, uh, Shibalanke wondered. Maybe it will. I will check. So I feel like that's definite. Kunakpu goes outside the mouth of the blowgun to see if it's dawn or not, 
Goes outside um, the mouth of the blowgun? They're hiding in their blowguns. Yeah, 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 okay. So they puts his head out to check, and then he gets his head chopped off. No. And dies. So then the other one was confused because he didn't hear from them. <laughs> and then he comes out at dawn, and he's like, oh, no, my brother's dead. He feels despair, that kind of thing. And then yeah. the lords are really stoked because one of them died. They're, in, they're into that. <laughs> Before daybreak, the remaining brother... Shibalanke called all the animals of the night, including, you the know, badger, whatever, the pigeon, and asked fennec fox. what they all eat. I will send everyone to bring the food that belongs to them. So they brought back a whole bunch of stuff. Mainly grass and, like, nuts? Yes. Really? Well, they bring a lot of things. They, everything that animals eat. So Falafel, piroshkis, gabagool. <laughs> Various cheeses, processed meat, spam, Mm -hmm. hard-boiled eggs. So because the lords of Shibaba were excited the twin had died, they stuck his head on a pike. Woo! Murdered um, that boy! And put it on the edge of the ball court. Let's decorate our ball court with that boy! And then the other twin was upset, so he asked the animals to help trick the lords of Shibaba, so... They do this elaborate scheme with a rabbit that jumps out underneath the ball, and then they tie up the game, and then um, the animals do a <gasps> distraction. Is it just a rabbit in the ball game that comes through? Yeah. This is Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. 100%. Holy hell. And then he is able to take his brother's head and replace it with a, a carved squash. That's all. So that he now has possession of his brother's head. So that's what so happened. So why did um, the woodland critters gather up the food? What they did with the food. This yeah. is important, actually. Sorry, everyone. They made a replacement head for the brother who was headless. Aww. And they he, made him a head out of a squash? Yeah. And they were able to then create a head for the twin, and then they tied the ball game, and then they were able to get his real head off of the thing and replace it with a different squash, so then he could put his real head was back on. Was it really on. squash? I just threw squash out there. Yeah, I said squash. They were able to use a fake head really well to, like, tie the ball game, and then they got his real head back, so then he's fine now. Then, the hero twins summon a pair of seers to see their own end, so their death. They've got a lot of resources down here. Oh, yeah, they're magic power stuff. So they summon the seers, and the seers are like, okay, basically, you're going to die when you see a bed of coals. Big oven, that's where you're going to die. Well, they've already gone through the House of Fire, yeah? Yeah, but this so. is like an outside one, I guess. It's so, an outside bed of cold? Just like any fire? Yeah, and then the Lords of Shibalba are like, hey, like, why don't you play the ball game with us over this bed of coals? And they're like, heck no, we know death when we see it, and they just jump in and die. The Hero Twins. What? Yep. And then all the creatures of Shibalba rejoice that the Hero Twins were dead. Rejoice, I say unto thee. Is that the voice you wanted? Is that what you expected? That's not what I expected, but it's good. I don't even know what that was. Shibalvins are all excited that the hero twins have finally perished and that they've they've won the battles of, you know, the, the spiky balls and the uh, the no. test of houses of cold and or darkness and bats. Mm-hmm. Icy house, hot house, and pinhead ball time. Yeah. So then the two seers that told the hero twins when they were going to die in the molten coals, they were consulted by the lords of Shibaba. Hey, what do we do with these burned bones? 
and the seers are like, throw them into the Sabalvan River and just disperse them. And they're like, cool. So they throw their bones in the river. <laughs> just kind of do a little cremation ceremony and sprinkling bone, bone bits into the water. So this is like the river Styx. It's an underground river flowing through the underworld. A cenote, if you will. I know those are big in Mayan folklore and religious practice. Yeah, the cenote. Well, um, cenote isn't exactly a river, though. I it's, think it's, it's more a, like it's a, a pool, sinkhole. right? Yeah, it's a sinkhole. Underground aquifers and whatnot. It is like the river Sith, I think. I think it's like an underground, it's like the river of the underworld kind of thing. Gotcha. That's the Hero Twins. And then there's one final tale of Shibalba. My apologies again for getting so lost frequently. It's not you. It's not your dictation or your reading of this. It's don't, don't, don't. You know, the more that we do this podcast, the more that I think that you have undiagnosed ADHD. I've told you that for a long time, yeah. I just, mine is like so affecting my life all the time and you just seem to like handle your life that I just like didn't really register that that's a thing. But the more that we do this. I'm handling my life. Yeah. Good Lord. I just feel like I just did. I just never noticed because it's also myself. It's not a thing for me to notice, but I just feel like. We should just change it. Instead of neurodivergent hosts, it should be neurodivergent hosts with, like, an S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is also just the quintessential ADD kind of conversation right now, because I was uh, finishing a little diatribe to compliment you and make sure that you know that you're doing a great job. <laughs> we got, we, we've ended up here. So so what's going on in uh, Shibaba? So we're on the final tale of... Book two of the Popol Vuh. Jesus Christ, some D&D shit. <laughs> Book two. Of Shibaba. Shibaba is the thing. Yeah, so this the is the final part of the Hero Twins book saga. And I am just summarizing. Like, there's I, there are 13 this chapters concise, that I've summarized. This is the concise version. This is the con- very, very concise version. Oh, really? Like, I skipped over, like, most of their childhood and all that, and all this preemptive magic stuff. It's like when YouTubers will do Game of Thrones seasons in under a minute, like synopses. Well, I did it in less, I did it in more time than that, but yeah. Okay. People saw the hero twins, the faces of the hero twins in the river water. Gotcha. In the form of man fish. Man fish. That's okay. a distra- that's a distracting detail. Just plow through it because it's no longer relevant. It feels like it's Umibosa. not relevant. It feels like Umibosa. It feels like the, the monkfish. <laughs> it feels like things we've talked about. It's so not relevant. Keeping that's it's literally it's, with it. it's three whole sentences. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's keep it. Going. Okay. The next day, two poor orphans showed up, and they're really cool. They're orphans. They're covered in rags, and they do magic tricks. Mm-hmm. So. They're like. I wonder who this could be. They're old and disheveled. They dressed in rags, miserable aspect. The lords of Shibaba saw the orphans as they did the dance of all the different things. So they did little weasel dances. They did centipede dances. They did oh, armadillo. Hold the fuck up! What's a weasel dance? They're like and sacred can you dances. One? They're and, sacred uh, dances. Okay. 
So who are these mysterious orphans? These mysterious orphans enchanted the citizens of Shibaba with circus performances and miracles. Who so could they be? They could set houses on fire and then put them back well, to their original just, site. That's just what orphans do. That could have landed if you had said it more gracefully. Also, they did this thing where they would sacrifice each other. So they would <laughs> kill each other and then bring the other one back to life. And they could do the same thing with any other kind of thing, like little birds. These don't help a community, though. Stuff. You know? But it's really big in Shibaba because that's the land of the dead and the dead like dead things and killing things. So that it's yeah, but it also undercuts their whole their whole business model. It's, they want things to burn down. They want things to be destroyed. They want things to stay dead. Yeah, but like not everyone. What? They like it when they bring in outsiders to do that. They don't like to kill each other that much unless there's some insult. So they became super popular because they were so good at these performative circus miracles. And so they told the lords of Shibaba, and the lords are like, well, have them come perform for us. We want to see these like sacrificial firemen and then see these wily orphan boys bring yeah them on in. bring them on in Let and set my house on fire the, the orphan boys were like we don't want to you guys are mean we don't want to do it and then everybody basically cajoled and threatened and picked on them until they and paid them bribes until they decided that they would go bribe yeah they bribed them they threatened and bribed them both saying, you know, to cover their bases, to get them to go to see the Lords of Shibalba. What was, what, wh- why? What's the impetus for, uh, because, to get them to go to the Lords? Because they, the Lords want them to, and they're subservient to the Lords. They are about to go to the Lords and perform, mm. but it's the hero twins in disguise. Oh, wow. Resurrected. Wow, twist. This is just like Children of Dune, where the whole book's about the prophet. Who is this blind prophet oh, that has come back to oh, Arrakis? It's, yeah, it's that guy. Who could have? Who could this possibly? He he seems to be able to tell the future and knows everyone. Oh, twist! Thank you, Frank Herbert. It's Muad'Dib. No one saw that coming. The two lords of the un- of the underworld. They're like, okay, um, kill my dog, and then the hero twins are like, cool, and then they brought the dog back to life, and then they're like, okay, now sacrifice yourself. And they're like, okay. Hey, okay, come over here. Yeah, I wanted you to come over to my house. Uh, I heard you hot shit. Hey, kill my dog. Shoot my dog in the head over here. Oh, that dog's dead. Oh, he's alive again. No, you can leave all this out. He's he's fine after. So The dog's then, fine? Or the then, owner of the dog? And then Hunkame is like, burn my house to the ground. And then they did. And then the house put back together. So they're performing all the miracles that they were before. It's the same shit over and over. That's what I'm saying. They're performing it for the lords. I know. The lords of death are like, kill this guy, but then fix him so he doesn't actually die. And they're like, okay. So they cut out this guy's heart and showed it to the lord, and then they put it back in him and resuscitated him, and the guy was fine. I mean, I realize that this is like... A miracle. No. This is modern medicine. You hit someone with a car, they die, but you take them to a doctor. Doctor makes them live again. That doesn't work when you cut someone's heart out and hold it in your hand and then put it back in their chest. I'm fairly certain there have been surgeries. It's not like a troll. There have been surgeries performed where a heart has been taken out and either kajiggered or replaced with a different heart. Whatever. Can we just move on? We can. Once they demonstrated that they could bring a guy back to life, then the Lords of Death are like, that looks fun. Do me next. And, you know, kill me, but bring me back. And they're like, okay. So then they killed... Both of the Lords of Death, 
Vukum Kambe uh Kame and Hun Kame and then they just left him dead. They just fucking didn't bring him back to life. Yeah. And therefore they illogical. defeated death by killing death. They tricked them into asking them to kill them. Dabbing and poison, yeah. Once they do that, everybody panics and scatters because their lords are dead, right? And then the hero twins are like, we're the hero twins. We're here because you killed our father and put his head in a tree. And then we're back, baby. We're back. And we suffered all the things that you did to them. And we're like solving this injustice. And because we had to do all this stuff and we know how bad it is, now you're going to be punished. So now all the people in the underworld, they can't just eat. They can't just take whoever. That's what they were doing before. They were just grabbing whoever and bringing them down to their little torture things. Regardless of whether or not they were dead or not. Oh, I guess so, yeah, because they were upset. They were being real boomers about the kids upstairs playing ball. Yeah. Because those guys didn't die. The grandpappers. Grandpappers. They were alive. They didn't die. They were just taken down to hell, right? Yeah, they just took the road down to the underworld. Well, they were invited. They went there on their own accord. They were invited, yeah. And then they were tricked into being... Killed, yeah, murdered. So they reduce their offerings. So you give nice things to the underworld, right? So that you do. I mean, in general, I mean, that's what they were just taking all the best shit before. Okay. And then the hero twins are like, "No, you only get old stuff. You only get blood that's freely taken. You can't just take people." Here's my elderly jaguar. Yeah, you get like this is my frail, decrepit jaguar. You get like less cool stuff, right? And then of course the things that are normally. Going to death, like, you know, like, the food that people like and flowers and incense and all that stuff. That's still a thing that they can do for the dead and then for Shivalba as well. Um, But basically, they just get, like, less nice stuff. And the lords are dead and everyone in Shivalba is punished for being just too cruel in death and in their dead lands. And so the place is still very treacherous and everyone's still really shitty. But they got scolded and then justice was served. And the hero twins made it so that we weren't constantly just being thrown down in a pit and whatever. It's kind of at the whims of the debaucherous Hellion landscape. Yeah. And it's in heaven. And that's how the hero twins conquered death. Kick ass. So that's cool. Hero twins. And then later, humans were created, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's how you do a creation myth. So they really didn't have a hand in creating humans. No, not at all. They're not even remotely relevant. Mm-mm. Sweet. They I don't know where like, you got that they, idea. Well, usually when one says a creation myth at the outset of things. Well, it's part of the books of creation, right? Sure. Yeah. It's creating the underworld as we know it, and the worship of death as we know it, and the ritual that everybody does. I want to talk a little bit about the Maya language and how interesting it is because people don't really think about Maya as being a living language, but it is. And there's like several branches of it that are like mutually unintelligible. The one that the original Popol Vuh was written in is Proto-Mayan. Like we discussed earlier with the analogy to Old English. Right. And Proto-Mayan evolves into... Five branches of dialects of uh, Mayan languages. So there's the... just one, Your visual aid right now is making this so entertaining. Because I'm, I just... Oh yeah, I have I a trust, of languages here. I trust you to make this work, 
but I also it's it's so maddy. Like this is an audio audio medium, and this is a very visual thing we're working with right now. I don't know how I believe that you can do it. Okay, so it's divided into five branches. Okay, and then I'm just gonna name the five branches that all of the several languages have come from. So there's the Westikan branch, the Yucatan, Koolan, the Kanjo Balan, and the Eastern branch. Okay. <laughs> of languages. And that, you would think that since they're all from Proto Mayan, that you would be able to understand the different dialects, but you cannot. They're mutually unintelligible when you come from like different branches. There are still. 32 Mayan languages driven from the Yucatec Maya and over 5 million people from the peninsula, the Yucatan Peninsula and the Chiapas and Belize and Guatemala and Honduras. And also there is actually a large population of indigenous Maya speakers here in Washington. And they're having like some trouble getting people to be able to teach them bilingually because there aren't very many people who speak certain indigenous Maya dialects. And so it's interesting that... They've moved here, and now we have this problem of being able to equitably educate people in the language they speak. And, yeah. They, so they speak Mayan as their first language? Yeah. No shit. So there's still... What part of, do you know what part of Washington that uh, diaspora has settled in? I do not know specifically because I was told this by one of my professors in my teaching program. Okay. So it's a thing. Many indigenous people in South America... And the bottom of North America speak Maya as a first language, one of these branches of Maya, and learn like the whatever standard Spanish or whatever language alongside that. And then they switch between languages. So most people in that state end up being bilingual, which is interesting. Another thing, because Maya is mostly an oral language, there still isn't one standard for its spelling. Which is why I was needing to use the like pronunciation guide because like it's using consonants that we have in English, but they're in different orientations and also they sound different. You know, like Spanish and French and English all sound different on different letters. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. With Maya. They don't have like a lot written down because it's a really oral language and a lot of knowledge is passed orally. Well, yeah, not to mention and the Spanish ritually burnt yeah, a lot of shit. So good, good, anything I mean, that they had. Yeah, I mean, there are tablets and stuff, but not really like papers. Yeah, there are etchings and engravings and, engravings and bas-reliefs and things like that. Yeah. That we're kind of like piecing it back together. Yeah. Most Maya speakers do not know how to write it because it's such an oral language. Mm. But there's a current push in the local academic community to teach young students in bilingual Maya-Spanish primary schools in the Maya communities to learn how to write both Maya and Spanish. Bills are being funded by the Mexican Federal Congress to put more funding into their preservation and teaching of indigenous languages, now that they're almost gone. It's kind of almost too little too late, but still super important because we could still resurrect it. That's like a thing they're doing here in the United States, mm. trying to, First Nations. after being ritually stamped out, yeah, yeah. they are um, trying to resurrect written practices, like both agriculturally written languages yeah that's what i was talking about languages i know but i'm saying that it goes farther than that in maya there's a lot of like interesting glottal stops and vowel combinations um oh let's learn more about that let me just demonstrate 
how this would go. So there's a table here I have, and <laughs> it's got the pronunciation and its meaning in English. So this is really helpful for understanding the kind of words that I was trying to say and the names. These are all with K-A-N and two, a- two A's or just one A. So the first one's con. That's it. K-A-N means four. And then ka'an is hammock. And also is ka'an, hammock. And then ka'an, sky. Ka'an, snake. Ka'an, ripe. Ka'an, downpour. So different glutteral stuff. It's really interesting. You can see why it would be hard to write all that down, right? Because it's just different ways of saying the same sounds, and that's why they're using apostrophes and things like that to to note the different spoken variations. So that's cool. Yeah. Thank you for that beautiful table of knowledge. You know how I like to do a modern-day thing? And I do think that there is a huge thing where people are assuming that indigenous nations are of the past and that languages aren't spoken and that art isn't a thing and that it's just like ancient history and it's not like maya is a huge living language that many people still speak regardless of all the things that have happened so i think it's important to still talk about it and i think it's interesting yeah thank you so much maddie for doing this research this was an awesome episode good tales fun times funny times confusing times for me yeah you had a really hard time with these creation myths i'll I'll keep that in mind for the future that they throw you through a loop with all their random esoteric details that are really not essential i don't know the esoteric details well no yeah that's exactly it (laughs) yeah yeah that's exactly what you just said okay um so if you want to send in any stories maybe if you have a favorite maya myth or any other cool indigenous myths that you want to send us, I would so love to read them. Please email us at addstoryteller at gmail.com. Remember, it's E-R at the end instead of I-N-G, because I'm a storyteller. We are anyway. And also, if you want to be a sponsor in our next episodes, we can run some ads for you. Hit us up. Please tell your friends. You know, all the thingies that the YouTubers tell you to do because we're trying to get we're trying to get popular and keep making this cool stuff. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. Every single time you come here, every single time you make us at the end, that means the world. You're our best friends. You're the ones that matter. You're the ones that make this happen. Take care, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.